Good afternoon, and thank you so much for being with us. Uh, another busy day, but we are starting talking about the work that is underway repairing that uh, giant hole on the Lionsgate Bridge. It's uh, some moisture that was able to get in and ultimately uh, what we call delaminated the concrete or created some some voids and ultimately pieces of the concrete that were coming out. So it did impact the actual concrete structure, uh, the concrete bridge deck as well as now we're taking a look at some of the rebar underneath. So it's a little bit different than a traditional pothole you would see on an asphalt highway and a little bit of a different repair strategy that we need to work forward with. That was Janelle State with the ministry in charge explaining what they're dealing with on that bridge. Joining us now to talk more about this is Mike Little, the mayor of the District of North Vancouver. Mayor Little, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, how are things going as far as delays and uh, what's been happening because of this pothole and the work that's being done to fix it? Yeah, we're in for a few more days of uh, uh, significant um, uh, obstructions at night time. So I know that last night some of the lineups were back into Lynn Valley for at about 10.30 at night. Uh, but this is to get as much of the work done in an off-peak period as we can so that things uh, will roll smoothly during the day. But uh, again, it's it's just indicative of things to come on an aging piece of infrastructure. This bridge is now 62 years old, and uh, it's going to be harder and harder to uh, keep it fully functional. Does it point to as well, I know there has been a lot of talk about a third crossing between the North Shore and getting to and from the North Shore. Does this kind of put a, a spotlight on that or highlight that need? Uh, definitely long-term planning for the uh, eventual replacement of the bridge is uh, you know, definitely a topic of discussion that we're, we're having uh, locally. Uh, I, I think that in the uh, nearer term, uh, we have been working with the um, uh, Mayor's Council for TransLink to get uh, support from the regional mayors uh, to uh, add a rapid transit to the North Shore. And so uh, while my general view is we need both uh, infrastructure replacement to the existing bridge and we need rapid transit to the North Shore, I think uh, it looks like we're getting a consensus around uh, rapid transit improvements to the North Shore at this point. Does it show as well that as much as we like to talk about transit and more people using transit and finding other ways to get around and to access the North Shore, does it show as well our reliance on this infrastructure and the fact that I think the, the estimate is about 135,000 vehicles that cross the Iron Workers Bridge every day, does it show that we, we do still really rely on, on this uh, this type of infrastructure for getting around. And when one thing goes wrong, there's one pothole like this, it causes big headaches. Uh, yes, definitely. And on the North Shore, I mean, we've got about uh, almost 100,000 people on the North Shore now. Uh, plus, we have other regional um, uh, impacts affecting us, like the expansion up to Sea to Sky and uh, people coming through the ferry terminals. And, and really a, also a, lo a large driver is the number of people who are coming to the North Shore for work. So you see a peak out coming onto the North Shore in the morning and leaving the North Shore in the afternoon. And so we are a major regional employer on the North Shore, but we are really being held back by the infrastructure that we have. And is, is the work being done, do you think, or are you satisfied with kind of the, the scope of the work and the time that it's taking to fix this? Uh, I think that everybody was surprised by how complex the fix would have to be. I mean, they have to build scaffolding underneath the bridge and approach it from both sides. Um, and so it is not just a simple 
uh, a pothole fix, uh, as someone suggested. And so uh, I think we've been surprised by that. I, I think we, we definitely saw that we needed to improve the communication uh, last week when uh, some people faced that uh, four hours in delay um, on the day that it first opened up. Um, but the other aspect is about being proactive and vigilant, which is a number of truckers have pointed out that that pothole had been developing for days. And so we need to make sure that the crews are monitoring the status of all of our bridges uh, uh, on a on a daily basis in these um, uh, during times of free thaw. Otherwise, uh, we're going to get caught like this again and again. Because it wasn't that long ago, was it, that there was, I, I don't think it was to this extent, but I do remember there was a metal plate on the Lionsgate Bridge and the bump that even even though it was a, a plate covering something, I remember the traffic backups because, and not that the lanes were closed or anything, it was just people slowing down to get over that metal plate and worried about, I guess, tire damage or worried about hitting it too fast. And that, too, caused a lot of traffic congestion. And it wasn't just perceived tire damage. There was actually tire damage through um, um, when, when the, particularly when the plate was out of position. Um, and so, yes, it seems to be happening with more frequency. And I guess that's to be expected as you're nearing the end of life for um, a major piece of infrastructure or it's due for a major redecking. There were some photos going around of, of this one that we're currently dealing with on the Ironworkers Bridge that showed, showed a bolt that looked to be sticking out quite a bit from the metal plate. Have you heard of tire damage or any of those issues because of this this pothole in the repair? I've seen cars pulled over to the side of the road on the south side of the bridge, um, and I, I don't know whether it's specifically tied to that, but I do commute through that region <laughs> as well sometimes and and so i've definitely seen uh vehicles in the last week with some pop uh tires that uh, those bolts uh are really quite significant if you take a close look at them they're um, i guess that's the only way you can do it is from the from the top side is to have fairly significant bolts on the top side but it's uh uh it also makes quite a clang when you drive over it um making some drivers nervous i guess yeah, which which uh, that's understandable, or you could see how that would also cause the backups. And, and I know you touched on this, but do you think this will bring more attention to it, or, or how do you kind of steer that conversation in, like you said, rapid transit, looking at this aging infrastructure and making sure these crossings are a priority? Well, we obviously have to continue to tell the story to the region. Um, it is a regional uh, traffic problem, um, and as you said at the top end there, um, 135,000 daily trips. I think you're at about 60,000 daily trips on the Patella Bridge and 80,000 daily trips on the on the air in the um, George Massey Tunnel. So this is an even more major piece of regional infrastructure than those. But now that we have concrete steps taking place on both the Patella Bridge and the George Massey Tunnel, we really need uh, everybody to, to remember that the North Shore is next and that the Iron Workers Memorial Bridge is not meeting our needs now. And it's going to be harder and harder for it to continue to um, be maximized even over the next uh, few years. So we, we need a solution. And and just going back to something you mentioned there, that there have been reports or truckers saying this pothole was forming over a number of days. Who does that fall to then as far as who maybe should have been paying better attention or could have been alerted and maybe got ahead of this so we're not, we wouldn't now be looking at several nights of lane closures and scaffolding and this large-scale repair? 
I, I just uh, I need to get a clear message from the MOTI about what they knew ahead of it opening up because it, what I've heard is that uh, they're um, uh, sometimes these things are identified and they they plan the maintenance uh, when they wait for a weather window window potentially and then it it, it sometimes opens up in the meantime forcing their hand to do main, uh, do the maintenance work at an earlier stage that might have been the case in in this one. Um, uh, so, but I, I think probably the thing to learn from that is to make sure that if, uh, particularly our trucking community, because they have a really, um, um, from their vantage, uh, sitting up high, they can see these things better than lots of the other, uh, drivers on the road, just communicating back, maybe having a central place that they can communicate back, um, concerns about, um, potholes in the space, uh, to make sure that it's being, uh, caught up in the regular maintenance um, by the MOTI staff. And I know, are there any thoughts that this is, was this caused perhaps by the recent snowfall and the, sto- uh, the snowstorm with the, all of the, the, whatever was done to the pavement to, to try and deal with ice? Or do we know if that was a factor? Uh, I'm sure that was a factor, but it was, but it's also simply, we, we haven't had a redecking project on this bridge for, I, I think it's 25 years. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's getting to the point now where it's going to need a more serious overhaul in order to be able to extend the life of the, um, superstructure of the bridge. All right. Well, Mayor Little, thank you so much for joining us and bringing us this update on the bridge. Appreciate your time today. You bet. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That-